Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hi, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a lot going on. There's a lot to get to. I appreciate you taking the time. Another big interview this hour. It's going to be Christina Caramo. You might not have heard her name, but you may have seen her. Christina Caramo was uh, testifying in front of the Michigan State Senate after the 2020 election. She was an election observer in, uh, in Michigan, and she says there was a lot wrong that was going on. And that's interesting because we're not allowed to talk about what may or may not have gone wrong in the election of 2020. If you talk about it, you're banned from all social media. You're, you're exonerated or you're not exonerated. You're excommunicated from uh, society. You're out. So you got to be very, very careful. You can't, you can't, it wasn't fraud. Uh, no, Trump didn't win. Well, I don't know. See 2,000 mules and then listen to Christina Caramo. You tell me if, if something fishy is going on. We'll do that for you. Plus, I'm going to, I'm going to open it up about what we're going to have this, this um, panel tomorrow on at the Talkers Conference. And, and I do want to talk to you about this because you're exactly who I'm going to be referring to tomorrow. Yes, you individually, you listening or watching right now on a Thursday. On a Thursday. There you go. Feeling all right. John, don't worry, I don't sing this one. We just chill out and play this version of Feeling All Right. John's running the board here in New York. Polo's still with us back in uh, San Antonio. Seems I got to have a change in Carrie's along for the ride, too. Carrie, how you doing? I'm okay. Sam and Polo making it happen. Grand Funk Railroad, the GFR, Grand Funk Railroad. Named for what, Carrie, in Flint, Michigan? Grand Trunk Road. The Grand Trunk Road, exactly right. And three members are? Mel, Mark, and Don. No. Yes. No. Yes. It's Mark, Don, and Mel. Why do you do that? Because it's embarrassing, to be honest with you. Go. I talked to Don. He says he's fine. You did not talk to Don. I can call Don right now. You cannot. Yeah, yeah, he actually yeah. said, please don't give the girl my number. <laughs> Now, I mentioned the other day what my panel is going to be tomorrow. Do you remember what it was? Um, I don't know. Did you tell us? I don't think you did. I did, but you don't pay attention to my show, so it doesn't really matter. Oh, yeah, in one ear, out the other. Yeah. Tell us again. So there you go. It's uh, it's Mark, Don, and Mel. It's not Mel, Mark, and Don, but I appreciate you making that up as you yeah, normally do. Yeah. But yeah, the, the panel tomorrow is it's an interesting one. Now, I've oftentimes, and I don't know if Michael Harrison's listening from Talkers Magazine, but I've oftentimes... Um, I've said, maybe you should do a panel that I'm moderator or that, or that I'm the part of where you go from television news to talk radio. Because uh, I was in television news a long time, as you know, Carrie. In fact, yeah, and you, many you never, awards, what? blah, blah, What's blah. That? Keep going. Yeah, what we all mean? know. We all I know. couldn't hear you. Yeah, we know. See, even John's like going, wow, why is she so rude to you? I mean, <laughs> I, listen, I'm with you, brother. years. That's a long time. I was in the, because you brought it up, I wasn't going to say anything I about it, but it, I won but... many awards from the Associated Press yeah, in Michigan, yeah. in New York, the Michigan Association of Broadcasters. Mm-hmm. You know, listen, when you're bringing quality work, you win awards. What, what am I supposed to do, Carrie? Just say, no, don't give me the award? Well, you don't have to talk about it, is what I'm saying. I didn't, you brought ago. it up. I didn't say a word I about the awards tonight. I didn't bring it up, actually. You did. I did. I said, in fact, and then you said you won a bunch of awards. I was going to say, in fact, I've got an itch. You didn't know oh, what I was going to say. Yeah, I do know what you're going to say. It was going to be know, about your awards. No, you don't know. I don't, did you know. Think you know. I you don't know. did. Anyway, so I thought that would be a good panel because making the move from television news where you're unbiased and you're even-handed and you don't take an opinion, and then going to radio, you know, opinionated editorial talk radio, that was quite the leap. And I thought that would be the, be the one. But this year, not only am I going to be part of the panel and moderating it, 
and there'll be like four or five talk show hosts there with me. And I think this is interesting. The topic is getting the younger audience to tune in to talk radio. Mm. To me, that's interesting. And here's why. And I was just talking to John about this during the break. I'm sure I've talked to others, maybe Sam, about this as well. I'm sure I've talked to Sam and CJ and Monica about in our meetings every week that you and Polo refuse to go to. Um, I'm not invited to those meetings. Oh, you want to go? Do you want to go? No, we're, I'm good. I think Polo's so don't act good like, too. Don't act like you were left out. You would not have gone. Polo, yeah. but yeah, I think right. we're no, good. You're, no, without a doubt, he agrees with you. Mm. So, um, but we've talked about this. And, you know, on our show, more so than other shows, and not bragging, it's just a different formula that we use. We have more fun. We do, uh, generally speaking, when there's not so much hard news going on. So we have, we do, we have more fun, and I think that we bring it for the people. But the younger generation doesn't listen to radio the way the older generation did, or even mm-hmm. the in-between generation did. In other words, you know that the Joe Pag show is on at 5 p.m. Central Monday through Friday, right? Yep. So if you want to hear the Joe Pag show and you're a radio listener, you'll make sure you're listening at 5 p.m. Central time Monday through Friday. But you know this because I've talked to you about it. I'll get an email from a guy two months ago listening to the show. And remember when I said this? Like, well, no, I don't remember that. I'm, I'm getting older now. I don't remember crap. I'm done. When I'm done tonight, I won't remember anything I said tonight. Now, I know how I feel about stuff, so I won't yeah. forget you know, where I stand on issues. But if, was there a small thing where I said something funny or stupid or whatever? Mm, I don't know. I and I don't think about that. Yeah. So what's that? Well, yeah, go, go ahead. Because we've, we've counted the words. Stupid. You've yeah. literally said nine words tonight in this show tonight. You're still getting paid. I, see, I don't understand that. <laughs> Why are you being so mean to oh, me? Oh, I'm being mean? I'm Good the mean one now. night. Hmm. Anyway, so um, how do you get the younger generation who might binge listen to podcasts on a Saturday and not necessarily tune in because it's on? How do you get them to listen? You know what I mean? And how do you get them to understand that... All talk radio is an old, stodgy radio like NPR or PBS or whatever, uh, named the host from 40 years ago. It's not like that anymore. It is different. There are different aspects to it. Like, we do more of a, a morning show feel with all the different characters we have on the show. So, I mean, so what, if, if you had to, to say yes, no, or maybe on that, oh, it turns out um, there's a news alert that they, they thought I had to see. Okay. Why can't they stop Can that? Why do I have to? No, I, you know why? That? Can you mute yourself? Let me just ask you that. Dude, wow. you need to go wow. take a nap. You are I am extremely tired. It won't grumpy, go away. I'm getting... It won't go away. Well, Google Chrome needs it... me to watch their news mm. alerts. Mm. I'm not even going to click on it again. I'm done. Anyway, what would you do mm. if you were the decider in making sure that the next generation understands that there's good information, there's good entertainment, there's good music, good fun, and, and a, a real look at, I don't know, opinionated talk? that's interesting and debate that's interesting what would you do to make them come and check it out no because i think that's really hard because even i mean you're on the or not the tiktok and call it the tiktok that's what it is it's the tiktok i almost said that (laughs) um and like i said before they're they're getting a lot of their news from twitter and snapchat and instagram and these are like little second bites yeah i mean you're talking about a three-hour show for a 20 year old to listen to right I don't know. I think that is a bit of a stretch for a lot of them. Mama's on the show, so they're biased. But do your kids listen to the show when they can? Um, not really. No. They used to when they were younger. I think well, they were when they were to. in their car. When we were in their car, and they didn't yeah. have any choice. But right. <laughs> this is the station we're listening to. Yeah. So and they're getting their news and information from what Instagram, social media. Yeah. That's what John was saying too. Social media yeah. is really where it's, it's at. It is. So I build a, a, a TikTok page 
And again, it's uh, like 150, 120,000 now in like four and a half months. And some of my videos have gotten millions and millions of views. But does that really parlay into people finding the show and listening? Hmm. Well, I really like what the guy said. And then I shared that video or in their mind, am I just a TikTok guy? Am I a TikTok creator? Who knows? I want to say, now maybe I know I'm not as young, um, but somebody like, and we've had him on the show, Trey Kennedy. I think he is absolutely hilarious. And we had him on the show and a couple of his videos, they would, they go viral and I would see those. And I loved him so much that, okay, then I started, I started liking his page. And now I see every video I will play every video that he posts because that caught my attention. But how do you do that? I don't know. Well, well, it's interesting. And uh, by the way, Sam brought Trey Kennedy because she was a huge fan of him on YouTube, and then he came on twice now on the show, mm-hmm. and he's great. He, he just, I love, I, I love talking to him. Yeah. Their problem is, Carrie, they'll look us up, they'll look me up, and they'll say, I can't go on that show. He's a conservative. Uh, I can't go yeah. on that show. He's interviewed Trump. I can't go on that show because fill in the blank about guns. So they're afraid. And, and, and that, that sucks because I want to do all sorts of stuff. I want to do well more than just the, the expected fair. Now, we also, and here's the challenge, you've got to keep the P1s happy. For those who don't know, P1 refers to the person who gets in the car and the first button on their radio is you, your show, and your station. Mm-hmm. That's a P1. You've got to keep them happy because those are the ones that will write you and say, get back to the topics. Why are you talking about this oh, crap? Yeah, Nobody cares. Day, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. So how do you keep the P1s happy while getting the younger crowd? Because I want a younger crowd. I don't want talk radio to die. And it's not dying today, but I don't want it to go by the wayside. You know, can we glean something from Joe Rogan, who is a comedian that hosted Fear Factor that likes the MMA, uh, who is making $100 million from Spotify? Can we glean something from that? Should I go and get off the radio airwaves and start cursing a lot? I don't know. No, I don't think it has anything to do with that, do you? Well, he does that. But I, I don't, I've never listened to one of his podcasts. Well, it's I a freer know. form is what I'm saying. It's a freer form of what mm, we do. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like, no, I, don't think they, I, I don't even think there are commercial breaks. I think that you, you pay for the service and you get to watch it. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. I have to li- I'd have to listen to that, I guess, and see, uh, see what his shtick is. You've heard of him, right? Of course, yeah. So he's kind of a big deal. Yeah, I understand okay. that. $100 million. Polo, any ideas on this? I can't bring Sam in because she doesn't have a microphone today, but um, any, any ideas on this? What, what would bring a younger crowd in? That's a tough one. Um... I mean, I, I would think shorter segments, I guess, you know, yeah. um, stuff stuff that's going to go viral. But it's like, how do you know what's going to go viral? You know, I mean, it, you it know, that's seems, true. It just seems like the stuff that's the most shocking is the stuff that they're going to tune into more or or the stuff that's like really, really stupid. Doesn't that become the challenge, though? Because now you have to try to be really, really stupid, which is easy for me, mm-hmm. and shocking mm-hmm. every single day, everything you put out there. It didn't go viral. Man, that wasn't shocking or stupid enough. And then it turns in, into like the show Jackass, doesn't it? Pretty much. You calling my show Jackass? <laughs> yeah, <don't> you? Forever. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, man. So, I mean, uh, honest, to, honest to goodness, I wonder what those who are watching and listening think. And keep in mind, you're in the audience that is listening when we're live, or you're watching when we're live. So you're going to be a little bit biased because you are finding us when we're on. And I appreciate that. I want you to. I want great ratings for the radio stations. I want great ratings on the Twitch stream. I want that. But we're also one of the top podcasts in the country. And that's because people are now doing it when they want to. 
and they're not they're not constrained to to the time limits. So I'm not asking you what I'm doing wrong. I'm not asking you to critique the show. That that's that would be stupid for a guy like me. But I am asking you what would what would it take if you're a casual listener to get you to listen to almost everything we do? Is there something in the in the scheduling of it that makes sense? And I'm going to listen. I will use a lot of what you're going to tell me tonight, tomorrow in front of the biggest name talk show host that you 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 know. I'm number 10 on the list. Out of like 5,000, Carrie, I'm number 10, mm-hmm. just, to, just to let you know. That's pretty big. That's pretty awesome. I'm guessing the other nine will be there, too, in the top 10. And um, and we're going to really mix it up. We're going to figure out what is it that is going to get us to, a, to the point to where we know this this angle of radio broadcasting can sustain. And I've always said this. You know that I've always said this. I don't just want to be a radio broadcaster. I want to be a TV broadcaster. I want to be a streamer. I want to be a social media broadcaster. I think that we can broadcast by the true meaning of definition of that word broadcast is broad, and you're casting out what it is that you do. And I want to do that, but then again, there are some relics in this business who don't understand that and and really do try to stick to that to that format and formula that worked 50 years ago. Your thoughts, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. We're coming right back. Stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show. Pleasure to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Christina Caramo at the bottom of the hour on the Joe Pag Show. She was an, an election observer in Michigan in 2020. She says she observed a lot going wrong, like really wrong. And um, she's now running for Secretary of State. She says she didn't want to, did not, did not think that was her calling, but she could not sit back and watch what she saw happen. And you'll remember in Detroit, they were putting up like pizza boxes and all sorts of cardboard and big, you know, construction paper in the windows so you couldn't even look in to see what was going on in the election she says she saw fraud she says something very wrong happened and she also said some some i don't know some news journals alleged journalists threatened her so we've got that for you coming up make sure you stick around for that for sure let me tell you in the meantime about omaha steaks omaha steaks been eating them for years omaha steaks is absolutely amazing and dads love steaks so you've got to you've got to hook them up Father's Day is coming up. It's not that far away. Hint, hint, girls. I've got five daughters. Um, you've got to go to omahasteaks.com, put in keyword PAGS, P-A-G-S, put that in the search bar, and order the Dad's Want Steaks package. He's going to love it. I'm going to love it. I'm telling you, this is what we want. For just $99, it's a limited-time package, including 19, or 16, he said, mouth-watering entrees. He's guaranteed to love, like those tender bacon wrap filet mignons. The jumbo franks are amazing. The air-chilled uh, boneless chicken breasts, great. You got to get that. Plus, a sweet finish, delicious caramel apple tartlets. You got to go and get some of this right now. Now, I don't do the sweets at the end, but I've been told by my family that these are amazing. You're going to need some of these. As a special gift, because you listen to my program, go to omahasteaks.com, put in keyword PAGS, P A G S, in the search bar, order the Dad's Want Steaks package. You're also going to get a free Omaha Steaks burger, actually, a bunch of them, eight of them. These burgers are full of bold, beefy flavor. They're made from 100% Omaha Steaks. You've got to get them now. Again, Dads Want Steaks package. Go to omahasteaks.com, put in keyword PAGS, get the 16 entrees, the eight free Omaha Steaks burgers, the apple tartlets, the chicken breasts, the jumbo franks, all of that, and get it done right now. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. So the question is, and again, keep in mind, 
Those of you who are listening right now, do listen when we're on, and I appreciate you. I will never take you for granted. Trust me. But there are people that are listening outside the times that we're on, and I wonder what it's going to take to make them regular talk show listeners. What is it going to take to those who don't listen whatsoever? Ever, they don't even know we exist. What do we do to get them to give it a try? Because I've always said this, and I mean this. I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Carrie Polo, Sam, and I, I think we do a pretty good show. If somebody listens, even one time, but usually it'll take a couple of weeks, but if you listen one time, you'll be engaged by it. You'll wonder, wow, what is this? And you'll come back and you'll listen again. The challenge is, how do you get people to listen? And it's not that dissimilar from social media, I'll be honest with you. Because in social media, if you get somebody to come and check out your page once, they might come back because they like what they saw. Probably why I built that TikTok so fast. So that's the trick. How do you do that while not alienating those who've already chosen to, for like the lady that I met today in New Jersey, for 17 years she's listened to my show. I don't want to push her away, but I want to get a new audience. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. And tomorrow, in front of the biggest heavyweights in the business, I will bring this up on the panel that I'm moderating at the Talkers Conference. Dave, what's going on? Hi, Dave. Hey, Joe, how's it going? Living the dream, man. Talk to me. I, I cannot wait to hear what comes from the panel tomorrow. Um, as a 42-year-old man that lives in San Antonio that, you know, I, I'm not on Twitter. I'm here and there on Facebook. Yeah. But I almost feel like, you know, reaching a new audience, I'm stuck in the 90s as far as music goes. And, you know, how do you reach that new generation? It's trash for me. But somehow you got to even the playing ground, I guess, you know, I ha- I think that is a good question, and um, I just want to thank you for what you do for the country, for everybody, you know. And go kill it with the uh, go kill it with the national anthem, and uh, quickly being so hard on Carrie. Oh my gosh! I mean, I don't even have the damn Rickroll. I don't even have the Rickroll. I can't even play it. That's a shame. That is a shame. I so appreciate that. I'll just hum it. I'll sing it. I don't care. You know, all that, you. kiss, 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 kiss. I knew it was coming the entire time. Being terrible. The entire time, oh, I knew it was coming. Oh, you did not. The entire didn't. damn time, I knew it was on the way. Wow. You need to go take a nap. I can always Let's tell just... when there's some Carrie lover on the phone. Oh, Joe, you're so great. <laughs> you're so Carrie wonderful. Lover. And it was going to be an end. Mm-hmm. We were waiting for the What's end that was that? coming. What's wrong with an end? Can, can I be honest? What? For the first three days of this week, you've been pretty negative. Today, a little bit. You're okay. So that's why. <laughs> they can't call and kiss your ass. That's why. They can if they want. How dare that's they? Fine by me. By the way, when is Bon Jovi coming again? Do you know? No, I don't know. It's been a long time since I've, I've heard you sing. Yeah, well. Long time. Mm, mm-hmm. Don't know when that'll happen. Long time. Yeah. Yep. All right, so, so if he's coming to town and I offer you tickets, you won't sing for him? Yeah, of course I will. All right, so wait, why are you acting like, oh, whatever? No, no, well, you know you will. He was just in you'll, Austin you'll... a few months ago. He's not going to come to San Antonio. Well, that's where you went and saw him, San Antonio twice, right? Yes, yes. So so you don't, he's not but coming I, to San Antonio. I think Antonio. they wrapped up their tour, and I think he's done for a while. Is it is it true that you were such a fangirl that that's why he's not coming back to San Antonio? <laughs> that's not true. You no. embarrassed the entire city? Nope, The no. mayor was like, please, please, Bon Jovi, come back. Uh-uh. Uh-uh, <laughs> that carry lady is enough. That is not true. Untrue. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Christina Caramo, when we come back, startling interview because she's got something to say about what happened in Michigan in the year 2020, so much so that she's now running for Secretary of State for that great state because she wants to fix some stuff. Keep it here. Coming back. Joe Pags.
Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this young lady on. Her name is uh, Christina Caramo. Did I say it right? It's a Caramo? Caramo, yes. Thank you so much, Are, are, are they <laughs> singing about you in that song, Kokomo, by the by the Beach Boys? They might be, because they're like, Paloma, uh, Caramo. Oh, don't they, I thought they did that, didn't they? Uh, Christina, yeah. it's, it's great to meet you. Our mutual friend, Laura Logan, connected us. And, and it's really important. I'm so glad that she did because I remember specifically watching you give testimony in Michigan at the, at the state Senate because you were, were confident and still are that there was something really wrong going on in the election of 2020 in November in the great state of Michigan. You don't know this about me. I was eight years a television news anchor in Michigan. I was on radio in Michigan for a long time. I own a house in Michigan. My wife is from Michigan, so, uh, so is my, my daughter Gabby was born there. So I've got great ties to Michigan, and I've got 16 stations around the state listening right now wondering what the beep happened in that election with Whitmer and, and the, the, the current attorney general and the secretary of state. Something very wrong happened, didn't it? Yeah, lots of things happened wrong. There were so multiple failure points. If you're going to rig an election at that level, you're not going to have one point of entry. You're going to have multiple things. So yeah. one component of that is a corrupted voter registration database, which we call in Michigan the qualified voter file. Okay. There's a fact pattern of evidence showing that there are fraudulent registrations when our Secretary of State mailed out absentee ballot applications unsolicited, which according to Michigan election law, the voter is supposed to request the absentee ballot application. Can, can, can I just she stop says, you there? I have to stop you for a second. I got emails constantly from my great listeners in Michigan saying, Joe, I had six ballots sent to my mailbox today. And, and it's, a, it's a home where there are two people living there. Uh, Christina, is that true that people were just willy-nilly getting multiple ballots that they could have done anything they wanted with? Uh, Joe, people were receiving absentee ballot applications for dead loved ones who never lived at that residence. Wow. Women were receiving absentee ballot applications out of state in their maiden names. Why was Jocelyn Benson sending absentee ballot applications to women who are registered voters in other states while they're living in other uh, states to the address in another state in their maiden name? That shows intention. To intention that shows an intent. Yes. You know, you had people receiving absentee ballot applications in different iterations of your name. So I'm going to safely assume Joe is short for, short for Joseph. Yes. So imagine receiving an absentee ballot application. And under Joe and Joseph. So, so this is the kind of stuff that happened all around the state. And so then when you point these things out and ask this very logical question, how is this happening? Oh, you're an insurrectionist. You're a big life proponent. You're a conspiracy theorist. It's like, I don't need to be any of those things to realize that there's something deeply wrong with our election issue. This right. is an issue of national security. And then to make matters worse, they mailed out these absentee ballot applications unsolicited to voters or names that were fraudulently put there. Then she told clerks to assume signature valid, signatures were valid rather than not, which a judge ruled she violated the law. Now here's the point. There are three signatures that are checked when a voter votes absentee. So when, And that's the only type of real security we have when it comes to securing the absentee voting process is ensuring that the, absent, the voter registration database is accurate, yeah. having the voter request the ballot to ensure that this person is really alive and then number point three is to do the signature checks to ensure that this is actually this individual. And so there are multiple points of failure that open the door for thousands of illegal ballots to be injected into the system. And then we have surveillance footage out of Detroit by these ballot drop boxes, which were funded by Zuckerberg, where there's a woman sitting in her car signing ballot after ballot after ballot after ballot. So even if you disregard the first three points that I made, 
This woman is in the car signing multiple ballots, which is a crime. She's not all of those three people. Yeah. Only you can sign your ballot. Exactly <laughs> right. And, and it's uh, Christina Caramo, K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, K-A-R-A-M-O.com, Christina Caramo.com. She's running for Secretary of State in the great state of Michigan. And I hope that you win because it sounds like you've got your head on right. You know, and this is what you just alluded to, that the, the state legislature by constitution is the only body that can change election laws in any state. Period. End of story. Mm-hmm. Have a nice day. Secretary of State can't do it. The governor can't do it. No, but no local election uh, official can do it. So when they start sending out um, these absentee ballots or these mail-in ballots without any change of law, that is a breach of law. But you've got a legislature that that leans right. It's a Republican legislature. Why didn't they do something? That's the million-dollar question, and that's why I'm running for Secretary of State, because okay. they didn't. And I had one of our legislatures try to get in my face last week at a motorcycle event and complaining because I called them out. I said, listen. You guys, I'm, you, you're going to get criticized. You guys didn't do enough. It, at the very least, how come you didn't haul her in for an investigation? They investigate us all the time. And we have probable cause simply because of all these failure points right. that make no sense. And she did violate the Administrative Procedures Act. So this is what they do. It's, the Secretary of State is essentially an administrator. So she just did things without any type of administrative procedure or policy that the law didn't speak to. So where the law is silent, administrative po- policy uh, speaks. However, there is a process to create new administrative policy that is procedure or policy that has to be okayed by the legislature. So the Secretary of State cannot just unilaterally make new administrative procedures. They still have to go through our legislature. Right. But and, she and, has and not been held accountable. All right, so, so who has to hold her accountable? If it's, if it's Nestle, nothing's going to happen. If it's the Attorney General of the state, nothing is going to happen unless you get rid of her. Or is it the individual counties where this happened or the individual election, election boards where this happened? Who has to hold her accountable? Well, one, our legislatures could hold her accountable. They can investigate her. Yeah. Even if they don't think they have enough votes to impeach her, I mean, I know that would be an uphill battle, but they can at least conduct an investigation. And it's not about going after her. It's about cleaning up the, the, the failures in our election system that open the door for fraud that suppress the voice of the people of Michigan. Corruption in our election system is a national security threat, period, Absolutely. in the story. Yeah. And so it's not about personal politics. It's about securing our elections. Look, if Jocelyn Benson was doing her job, I wouldn't be running. If she wasn't a corrupt George Soros puppet, I wouldn't be running. You know, I have other things to do. I don't like having my life picked apart and lied about. But, you know, when you see a point of failure, when you see something that's threatening state and nation, if you have any semblance of patriotism or care for the future of your nation, if you don't want tyranny to enter our shores, then you got to stand up and do something. And so she can be held accountable. And there and there and then we have sheriffs and clerks in our state who have been trying to push back. But then they come and investigate them. It's, 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 it's crazy to me because we have an election coming up and I hope that you win, by the way, it's Christina Karama. Go is, again, Christina with a K K R I S T I N A Karamo K A R A M O.com. Go and support her candidacy. She's running for Michigan secretary of state. We've got an election coming up. Are they going to be allowed to do what they did last time? Uh, has anybody stepped up and said, Hey, we're not doing these Zuckerberg boxes. We're not doing these <laughs> willy nilly mail in ballots, or are they just going to do the same damn thing? Well, she claims that she's not going to be sending out absentee ballot applications unsolicited anymore. Mm. That's what she claims. But there there are lots of things that we, the people, are trying to do on our own. And one of the things is to just wedge ourselves into every jot and tittle of the election process as election workers, election inspectors, poll challengers, poll watchers, just generally concerned citizens showing up at different hearings for the election commission meetings. 
showing up for logic and accuracy tests. And what's interesting is Politico wrote an article like they're terrified, like, oh my God, all these Republican poll challenges. It's like elections are an inherently adversarial process. Yes. It's critical that we have citizens of all political affiliations showing up that way after the election is over with, everyone can have confidence, even if we don't like the results, we can have confidence in the system. And so like my opponent was on MSNBC last night, just putting on her neighborhood mom act like these people are undermining confidence in the system. No, you violating the law, you, you engaging in election fraud is what's causing people not to trust the system. Don't blame us. And then what's crazy is our neo-Marxist attorney general, Dana Nessel, she sat there and claimed that she's going to criminally investigate people who allege fraud in the election. And that was based on a, uh, a, a oversight committee report that was led and signed by three Republicans. And, and they also signed on to a report. Uh, Christina, did, did, didn't they, she? Well, I, I want to stop you there because didn't she also threaten any lawyer that took on a case? Like, if you were a oh, lawyer yeah. who decided you would bring a fraud case, she was going to try to get you disbarred. I mean, what, what is she, a dictator? What is that? I, I've talked to individuals who've had their law license come under attack wow. due to data that. So. And also make it so bad, is it's not just the Secretary of State. There's an entire corrupt system that we're up against. An entire corrupt system that we're up against. You know, you look at one of the cases in Detroit. They, and a lot of people, let me back up, a lot of people make the claim, well, you know, all the cases were thrown out. They wouldn't even hear the evidence. They wouldn't even, the, the judge just wouldn't even allow the evidence to be presented to the court. So, for example, in Wayne County, the judge would not even allow an evidentiary hearing. He tossed the case out, claiming that the affidavits weren't credible. Let me explain to this to you guys. One of the affidavits was from a former assistant attorney general. Wow. So his affidavit is incredible. It gets worse. One of the affidavits was from the former secretary of state. So the former secretary of state, our chief election officer for eight years submits an affidavit to the court and the judge says her affidavit is incredible. So this corruption runs super deep. It runs super deep. It obviously does. And hopefully you can clean it up. It's Christina Caramo. Go to K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, Caramo, K-A-R-A-M-O, ChristinaCaramo.com, and go support her candidacy. She's running for Michigan Secretary of State. Um, it, what's interesting about all of that is nationally, I'm in Texas now, nationally, mm-hmm. we saw some video from Detroit where they were kicking out or they, they were kicking out the Republican observers and putting up big coverings on the window so you couldn't even look in the window. Did that really happen? Mm-hmm. Because later, the left said, that never happened. The Republicans were able to observe. No problem. I was there for 37 hours. Did they Not do that? Not only that, they put the pizza, they put up boards, they put up greasy pizza boxes, and they chained the inside of the door shut. I was terrified for my life. Can you, because we can have cell phones. Because I was, because when I first went there on January, I mean, excuse me, on November 3rd, I had no intention of staying there that long. I just intended on staying until like 10 p.m. and going home. Right. But I knew something was deeply wrong. I saw a lot of things that didn't make sense, and we were greatly outnumbered. And Detroit intentionally underhired Republican election workers because they had about 5,000 election workers for the entire city. Only 170 were Republican. And just so, for people to understand how nefarious and well-coordinated all this was, that the election commission has to submit a list of names to the county party chair of all the election workers with their precinct assignments and political affiliations. And before each shift, the guy overseeing the TTF center would ask for a show of hands of how many Republicans and how many Democrats were in the room. He already knew that information. He already knew that it was 5,000 election workers who were Democrats across the city and only 170 in Michigan's largest city. He already knew all this That's stuff. That's crazy. So nevertheless, 
when all this was going on, I didn't leave. I just stayed and stayed and stayed and just drank five hour energy and ate chocolate <laughs> because I'm like, this is crazy. They're 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 robbing the people of Michigan. Right. And so I didn't have a phone on me. I didn't know what was going on. So I just heard banging on the door. They put up the boards and then they chained the inside of the door shut. I've got, a fire hazard. No, of course it's a fire hazard. What they did to you guys was unfair. It was illegal. But yet again, the national media, even the local media, all took their side and acted like it wasn't a big deal. It's Christina Caramo. Uh, ChristinaCaramo.com. She's running for Michigan Secretary of State. I don't have a ton of time left, but I, w- I want to go here. You know, as as you're on this this uh, mission to make sure that things are safe for your state, and as your state, you know, the executive anyway, has gone very, very far left, what do you think the chances are that people in Michigan have had enough? Because A, Michigan people are proud, and they don't want to be, they, they, they don't want to be put in the, uh, in the target like a bunch of idiots, and Michigan looked really stupid in this last election. I, I take calls every day from good people from Michigan saying, we look really dumb that this lady Whitmer is running the place, and that we had all these, these mail-in ballots come in. Do you think that the people of Michigan will stand up and be heard in the mid- midterm elections, elect some like you maybe you know elect somebody better as the governor um or do you fear that fraud is still alive and well in that state well i am very confident that the people of michigan will support me as secretary of state i mean we won the republican endorsement convention with 67 percent of the vote so we have massive support however with the fraud and corruption we are working to overwhelm it there's no way anyone in their right mind will vote for gretchen whitmer again she is absolutely diabolical you know, what she did with the nursing homes, denying hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. I mean, so many people died from COVID that didn't have to die, but it was politically convenient to let the disease flow. I think a lot of people can't conceptualize that level of organized evil. Yes. Uh, we understand evil on an individual level, but to think that a government official would be complicit in denying medical tr- life-saving medical treatment because it was politically advantageous to her. That's what she did. And she recently tried to buy off the people of Michigan with the dollars from a catastrophic plane fund, sending out $400 checks to the people of Michigan, which is a pittance when you look at inflation and these gas prices that are causing not. And and this is the thing that's really irritating when talking about the oil and petroleum issue. You know, they just point to gas prices, but the price of food is going up. Anything that has any relationship with petroleum, you know, the food, tires, everything that you use heating your home, which in the summer won't matter as much, but all of that is going up. And they just say, oh, like Debbie Stabbing, I'll just go buy a $60,000 Tesla and it'll all be okay. Yeah, tell that to a single mom with three kids. That's yeah, I did, like I, did a, I did a video on Debbie Stabenow earlier because that was so ridiculous. I went by every gas station. She had to stop two or three times to charge it up. She also spit in the face of the number one industry in her state, the automotive industry, by saying, I'm not going to buy one of your cars. It doesn't make any sense what she was doing, but she's this far left-wing leftist that's been in office for way too long. I interviewed her back in the day. She was more moderate. Something's happened to her since. It's Christina Caramo, ChristinaCaramo.com. Go to that website. Go and support her candidacy. Can you give me 30 seconds on this doofus that used to work at Channel 2? You literally were were threatened by some dork that used to be a television news investigative reporter. Really? Yeah. I just went to talk to him about the QVF stuff to talk about the fraudulent voter registrations because that's an issue we all should care about. I just wanted to tell him what was going on hoping he could look into it. But for some odd reason, he got extremely defensive. Then he brought up the TCF Center. And I just, and he pointed out that all these ballots didn't show up in the middle of the night when I never made a claim about how many ballots showed up. And I simply said, Charlie, it's on camera. Then he said, I'm going to effing tear you up. And it, he said something before that. And he said, I'm going to effing tear you up. And he actually said the F word. 
And I just like, wow, you sent this in front of my teenage daughters. You're scaring my children. And all I'm pointing out to you that the ballast did show up in the middle of the line because it's on camera. And then he goes, I'll find you. I'll find you. But this what, guy what, had an incident. What is up he with this guy? I have no idea. And I don't understand why he's angry. He's a journalist. And I just wanted him to look into it. And if he didn't want to, he can just say, well, I'll look into it and I'll tell you what I find. Move on. But 10 years ago, he had an incident where at another parade, I guess this guy had a problem with parades. He was out at the other parade urinating outside. <laughs> and two female cops came up to him to say, you can't urinate outside at a parade. Then he curses at them, calls them names. Then a, a, a security guard calls the local news station like, hey, your guy is doing acting really bizarre. The security guard goes and talks to the guy, and then he assaults the man. So this guy has some real issues. I don't know what's going on with him, but it was extremely strange, Joe, because I wasn't accusing him of anything. I right. I walked over to talk to him because I thought he might could help us. Yeah. And if he wasn't interested, he could have just said, no, I'm not getting into that. And I right. just would have walked away. But for him to get all angry and say, I'm effing tear you up and all that, it's just... I don't know what his deal is. It just really made no sense. It was very bizarre, and that video is available out there for people who want to go look it up. Look up this guy. What's his last name? Laduff. Okay, so... You can check out 100% Fed Up. 100% Fed Up. A very good friend of mine runs 100% Fed okay. Up, and she wrote a story about it. Go and check that out. It's uh, Charlie Laduff or something. I never heard of the mm-hmm. guy. I was a journalist in that state for a long time, but he's got a real anger issue as far as what I saw in that video. Christina Caramo, Michigan Secretary of State candidate. I wish you nothing but the best. Go to ChristinaCaramo.com, support her candidacy, and come back on, would you? Thank you so much, Joe, for having me. God bless. God bless you right back. All right, we're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. It's the Joe Pag Show for your Thursday. Really glad to have Christina Caramo on. And now some pop culture. Hey. Dirty pop. Hi, Polo. Make it happen. What's going on? So, TMZ had announced earlier today that Britney Spears was getting married today. Okay. Uh, and I guess she was prepping for it and all this other good stuff. While all that was going on, her second ex-husband showed up and and tried to i guess i don't know crash the wedding i guess and they had to like arrest the guy and like hold him down not not kevin federline the guy after him or two right. guys after it was, him it was jason alexander not the guy from seinfeld but yeah come on man I mean, that's his name her life is such a mess we got to get out of here that's polo that's sam that's carrie i'm joe we'll see you back here i'm gonna take tomorrow off we'll be back on monday see you later bye this is the joe pag show